0: Welcome to a new episode of Startup Mavericks, the good, the bad and the lessons. In this podcast, we interview early stage founders and startup coaches about different topics. And today I'm happy to welcome Gesine and Lisa from Flybaby. Could you please tell us what you're doing?
1: Hi. Hi, Yeah, we are Flybaby and um, we have created the lightest uh, full buckle carrier on the market. It's uh, produced by an innovative production method, the 3D knitting, which allows it to be not only very ergonomic but also very eco-friendly as the production method um, allows the carrier to be knitted in one piece and there's almost no textile waste.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is for baby sizes suppose right? (laughs) Uh, From which age?
2: From birth on to 15 kilos.
0: But we can argue that you never know when 50 kilograms are hit.
2: Yeah, most um, parents carry until the kids are about one year old or a little longer, sometimes also depending a bit on the needs of the baby.
0: So that makes your product overall, right? Uh, What you said, Lisa, quite special, like reducing the waste um, and the 3D knitting technique. And you're also quite special as a team. You're both sisters. So do you think this is an advantage or a disadvantage?
2: (laughs) That's an advantage. Only? No, I mean, partnerships are always uh, tricky, but uh, we know each other very well and um, know how to fight and when to make up. And uh, yeah, for now, I would say it's only an advantage.
0: And is is there a possibility to separate work and life then somehow?
2: No, that's maybe the hardest part. (laughs)
0: Why? Because...
2: Yeah, so You have to be very strict with yourself not to talk about work all the time when you spend private time together and the other way around as well. Not to bring your private life to no. work all the time. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're business partners, sisters and friends. So it's... Um...
0: The best and the worst combination. <laughs> but overall, you would say it is possible... And you would also recommend it if you have a good vibe amongst uh, or in the family, do it.
2: Yes, I mean, there's in every every branch, I would say there's family Mm -hmm. businesses, right? Mm -hmm. So,
0: And then they're amongst the biggest companies in the world. (laughs) So somehow... Seems to work. (laughs) And you're both moms, right? So was this the reason you came up with the idea? because you were not really happy with the existing baby carriers?
1: It was partly the reason, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another part was definitely also our interest in in um, new technologies, our background being product designers and always being, well, in a way, a, a little bit nerdy uh, <clears throat> in looking into new technologies. And um, so the combination of both um, basically created that invention. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So are you also both fans of Nike and the Flyknit trainers? Are? Of course, <laughs> really. Of course. So this is how you how you came up with this it. This is how
2: the the technology became famous. Uh, mm. We knew about it before, and um, yeah, that's how we started looking into it, and that came together with uh, a private need or happening having having kids and looking into this whole new. Uh, world of products right when when you start a new thing may it be a hobby or having kids
0: (laughs) (laughs) which is a hobby more more
2: (laughs) (laughs) you always uh, discover new areas new product um, ranges and stuff so this is a bit how this came together
0: what's the problem with existing baby carriers
2: well it in there is, I mean, we're not the only ones on the market, there is carriers, <laughs> obviously. Yes, obviously also uh, what we thought was a problem is that you have either um, carriers that are very good for infants, for very small babies, um, but they're complicated to handle. Because it's very important that the ergonomics are right, that you don't, that the baby can round the back and uh, develop a healthy hip and everything.
0: Posture overall.
2: And But um, the best thing to use is uh, these wraps that you have to learn how to handle and wrap. <laughs> and then for later, there is uh, much easier solutions, but there are... Somehow uh, all of them are quite bulky, we thought. So especially when you're traveling or on the road, then you don't want to have this enormous uh, thing in your bags with you that takes up a lot of space. So this is a bit how, how we came up with the idea of doing something in between these two, having something that is really easy to handle and at the same time has a small packaging volume and this light itself because it's another thing you're carrying, right? It's not untrue. <laughs>
1: and also it's a carrier that you can use from birth on and most of the carriers that have buckles and are easy to use are not from birth on. So um, the child has to be a little bit more grown to be able to use them.
0: Okay, understood. So and And on top of that it's also reducing waste because all the others are not so eco-friendly as yours right or most of them
2: and the textile industry itself isn't
0: eco-friendly
2: <laughs> <laughs> lots of waste i mean the the way we use textiles is uh, producing waste but also, how they are produced is not very eco friendly because there's lots of water used, there's um lots of energy used, and then if you have to cut pieces, there's always leftovers, right? So these less leftovers aren't really used or burned, which is really bad for uh for c o two and yeah, so so what the three d knitting basically covers is that during the production process there is no waste no leftovers because it's one piece and it uses less energy also because there's only this one process going on and then a little bit of handwork attaching the buckles to it but then also if you want to recycle it there is no glues used there is no stitching there is it's only one piece so it's only one material that is easy to to give back into the cycle and re um, recycle the material.
0: And how did you start? Was it directly with somehow a prototype or with the design?
2: No, it's um, it was with a prototype. We cut different pieces of textiles that had the um, the advantages we wanted into pieces and uh, sewed together. And then we contacted um, the producer. And um, in a back and forth with them, we tried to um, Mm -hmm. visualize and uh, do prototypes on how we wanted it to be, and then they came back to us, us with uh, ideas and, yeah.
0: That's how it started. So, but how did you find your supplier, Google? So, to other startups listening that are also looking for a supplier
1: basically since um, product design is our background, uh, (coughs) we knew a little bit um, where to look for those kind of suppliers. And we had one person um, who basically had an innovative lab in the Netherlands in the beginning with whom we worked on the very first prototype. And then we switched to another supplier um, who was more experienced and had better machines and better technicians. Uh-huh.
0: But this is something you find out through all the emails and material samples or mm. how long is this process? To find somebody, you mean? To find and to find out whether it's a perfect match.
2: Yeah. I think it depends on the industry. Um, that wasn't, it wasn't this hard because there's not so many in Europe who are able to do that. And uh, so it was easy to find out who produces the existing products on the market that are produced by this technology. And that's and they're mainly into furniture. I mean, all all of the products that are on the market right now, not all of them, but lots, lots of them are from the furniture industry. So that's how we found them. And then for other um, industries, it's
1: hard to say it's... Um, well nike definitely has they have their own supplier <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's based in asia so um with a supplier like that we wouldn't be able to get it.
0: why because they're like only doing big uh... Um,
1: they're only working for nike Ah, okay innovative lab in asia and they have their own technicians and you would never be able to even set foot into the um into their
0: labs. Mm-hmm. So, and, and your producer, where is it? In Austria. In Austria. So, also family business.
2: Family <laughs> <laughs> business. Yeah, it's really old. I mean, they started with knitting technology for uh, clothing industry, mm-hmm. and then developed into this really innovative, uh, yeah, brand. I would say, who they specialize.
0: special section in this podcast which is called either or i'm asking you sort of a question or two terms and you have to choose one okay pretty fast and i'm asking yeah one of you so yeah i hope you're ready for it okay good then let's start with number one office or home office lisa office mm-hmm. gesine startup or corporate startup Lisa, 10 or 100 employees?
1: In between.
0: <laughs> Gesine, Adobe or Canva? Adobe. And Lisa, stroller or baby carrier?
1: Baby carrier. <laughs>
0: Obviously. Was there something where you disagreed with your sister, co-founder? No. No? no. Um, why Why um, home office, you, you said, no, office, you said, right? Yeah. Uh, office. Why um, not home office?
1: Um, Well once in a while home office is also nice but it's harder to concentrate and um, there's always a fridge and there's always some laundry to be done and (laughs) there's always something and in the office it's less distracting and it's also nice to see some different faces Mm -hmm. (laughs) once in a while.
0: And you also said like in between 10 and 100 employees. Would you also say meeting them in the office would be great, hybrid? How do you imagine your structure, uh, your company structure?
1: Hybrid is best. I mean, everybody has um, their own needs, and, but not to see people at all um, is really hard, I think. Uh, I mean, we, we realize that even, even though we see each other also in private, but um, to talk about business, it's much easier to do it in person.
0: And you're fine with a middle-sized, small company rather than a, a big one.
1: Yeah, well, it gets um, more difficult, I think, uh, in in many directions. Um, the the bigger it gets.
0: True. <laughs> more and more management you need, right? Overhead costs. Yeah. Also true, or at costs, yeah, and uh, if you want to have a hybrid and meeting in office, yeah, somehow you also need to pay for that, right? The more people you are. And when it becomes, when it gets to tools, uh, Gesine, you said you would prefer Adobe over Canva. Why?
2: I think that's in back, my background. I was educated <laughs> yeah. with Adobe and um, I never got into Canva because I just never had the time to switch and not the need to.
0: Yeah, I think you're lucky enough that you are skilled in Adobe because surely Canva is a great design tool uh, but only for basics, right? Yeah. So you will never get that deep into the topic of designing something with Canva compared to Adobe. Yeah. 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 So uh, I think I'm personally generation Canva <laughs> when I started to to think about designs, what kind of it was like five years ago. How long have you been using Adobe? 20, 10 years? At least, huh? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> 15. <laughs> somewhere in between.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 15, <laughs> probably. I would say you're lucky enough, to be honest. Yeah, so um, because. We actually used Freehand. Oh, wow, free.
2: Before uh-huh. Adobe, <laughs> there was the different stuff <laughs>
0: Quark Express. Quark Express? <laughs> Maybe if you listeners no Quark Express. <laughs> That was just freehand and then it was there and then you needed to start from scratch if you did a mistake? Oh. No,
2: honestly, I, don't, I, can't, I honestly can't really remember, but there was different different things before Adobe mm-hmm. that we kind of started to use and then Adobe popped up and then I think it was pretty fast that so everything else was, wasn't
0: relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious in the topic of garments, um, especially working with garments, I guess what I have experienced so far is it becomes complicated in terms of the production and also ordering stuff, right? It's not like you can just go there and make your product. Eh? So um, what is important in terms of, I don't know, uh, ordering things? Uh, how much do you need to order? Uh, maybe you can give us insights into producing uh, this uh, baby carrier. Yeah, um,
2: that's very interesting because uh, actually that's also a big advantage of doing it in Austria. I, we've seen that in the past two years and especially with Corona, everything that really complicated and uh, materials couldn't be sourced or wouldn't arrive. And, um, and we think that's a big advantage also environmentally, but also for sourcing and planning just to do it not so far away. Mm-hmm. You don't have any control anymore. Um, and then the production process actually doesn't. I mean, of course, there's always um, like uh, turning on the machine to say it's simple that costs a little bit but once you've done that it doesn't it's not like in in the usual textile um, processes it really gets a lot cheaper the more you produce and that's not really eco-friendly either right so if you don't know if you can sell the stuff then why produce tons of things that are burned after afterwards because nobody bought it so um, what we're able to do is um, produce on demand at least a little bit I mean doesn't mean we produce one by one that would mean we would have to have our own machines at a certain point which could be interesting in a few years maybe but for now um, it's not it's not worth uh, doing that but at least we can small we can order small quantities compared to the usual um the usual numbers
0: so what is the number how many baby carriers do you need to produce at least
2: the number of baby carriers isn't the tricky part that we need to produce the, 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 the amount of yarn we need to buy is the tricky part for now and that's
0: um that means the, how much the tricky part in tons of yarn <laughs> or kilogram that you need to buy.
1: Well, with the material we are now using, I I think it's twenty five kilos, right? But am yeah. I getting it wrong?
2: No, I think yeah, per color.
0: Per color. How many colors will you have? Right. Now we have four. Four. So it's one hundred kilogram of yarn. Uh huh. And how many strollers do you get out of twenty five kilogram? carry sorry. Of Oh, I'm sure. You're, you're yeah. It's just interesting, right? So, 25 kilograms, are we talking about then 100 or 200?
2: 250, I'm, I'm, uh, I really would have to go into my Excel. But one, one carrier is less than 400 grams. Okay.
0: So. so twice as much, at least. So, out of one kilogram, sorry, out of one kilogram, you get around two.
2: Yeah. But then it's 250 and not 25.
0: Yeah, so 250 kilo. 200.
2: But color, not color. And totally
0: yeah. 250 that you need to order for, for colors.
2: Yeah, and then we can, yeah, and then we can color it. into.
0: Oh, wow, so that's really a lot. A f- full container of yarn <laughs> in different colors.
2: But I mean, then it's only the yarn, right? It's big. There's no, nothing done out of it. So it's just the amount that, The producer wants to sell Mm -hmm. at once, so then we have the yarn and then once we start producing there's a product
1: to be sold, but that we don't have to order immediately. Immediately. Mm -hmm.
0: And where do you get the yarn from?
1: Well, basically our producer um, orders it from another company.
0: Okay, so that's good. Okay, but this sounds to me also way more expensive than compared to Asia. Did you ever have a look into this comparison? I think
1: nowadays, of course, once you're really, um, once you're Nike and you're producing in Asia, it might still be cheaper. But if you count everything that it means, I mean, flying over to Asia and, and having somebody there who can do the translation and be in contact with the factory, um, that would cost the same in the end. Yeah. And it's, way safer to have somebody here um we don't have to think about something like uh like corona um uh, where you can't get your deliveries and
0: um well it's because it's on the ship yeah yeah stuck somewhere (laughs)
1: nothing gets lost in translation
0: ah true yes so it's interesting i think for people comparing that it's a good hint to always include travel yeah maybe translation issues stuff like corona then problems in the logistics etc if you do in europe of course it's, it's way easier to sum it up uh, what has worked particularly well for you on the one hand or or where you were surprised or wow that's easy or that's a huge success we did in such a time while on the other hand um, where did you see problems or where did you face omgs <laughs> oh my god so how can we solve this Do you mean with a product? In general, in general, general. the whole procedure of setting up your company.
2: Um, It's the second uh, GmbH we're founding. So we thought we knew how everything worked, but then you start all all over again in a different setup and you realize it's never the same. (laughs) And there's different things to think about, a different kind of contracts to... to design and stuff. So this took a bit longer than we would have
1: wished for. Yeah, we definitely didn't think that it would take more than two months to open up a bank account.
0: (laughs) Oh yes, I've heard that these days it's also a huge problem, right? And also I've heard that traditional banks solve these problems these days by faster, correct?
2: Yes. We uh, had to learn the hard way,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't <to> lose hands.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, we thought it would be valuable to be connected to all kinds of like office and things like this and um, in the end uh, we value a phone number of a person over the connection to Lex Office,
1: we did go for a bank that we thought would offer us also personal contact, but um, they are in a transitional phase um, of uh, yeah making the whole application process also online, and that apparently takes very long. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a good good. Uh, thing that we can still go to traditional banks and open it up quite fast. Last question, um, because it's also interesting and sums up the whole process we have been talking about. How long did it take you from idea to first tangible product?
2: To the first tangible prototype pretty fast, but to a product that is (laughs) fit, two years.
0: Okay. So how long then, like a few months only to first prototype? Yeah. Yeah. And then two years but i think we have to mention here that you also have been working next to the product development correct yeah
2: yeah yeah it wasn't the only thing we were doing it was something that evolved during a certain time and we took the time and then decided at a certain point
0: to, to, to do it to go f- all in uh, on the on the baby carrier, so how long would people usually need to consider when they would like to produce something like that half a year maybe yeah. at, at, at least at least okay
2: also, you have to consider that at the beginning for the production and everything you're in, it depends on your setup mm-hmm. if you're not if you haven't got a big company in the background already, then you're not. The priority
0: and the communication and the Mm. things.
2: So that was also a bit um,
0: your advantage that two sisters were already having the right contacts.
2: Yeah, but (laughs) also we weren't. We weren't a big company for them, right? I mean, if somebody comes to the production side and says, okay uh i want to develop this and i'm already in the market and i can guarantee you that i'm going to produce ah. 100,000 pieces okay. every year then their priority for them to to develop something so,
0: so although you had the context yeah. it took longer than expected okay but that's also an interesting learning right if you
2: come with a big purse and funding it can maybe be a little faster, faster.
0: okay Thank you so much uh, for being a guest with us in this podcast. Great learnings about yeah, how to build, create a tangible product. In this case, a carrier. How we, w- what needs to be taken into consideration when it comes to garments, etc. Thank you so much for sharing all your learnings.
1: Thanks. Thanks for Ciao, ciao.